All right, welcome to Ironville Ministries podcast, and today I have two awesome people with me. I have Joel Gertis. Say hello, Joe. Hello, Joel. That's good. <laughs> well, that's a really... <laughs> and then our good friend, awesome radio voice too, I just realized, Joe Leffler. Hello. That's good. <laughs> All right, cool. Awesome. Well, we're just going to... We're just wanting to come on. This is the cool thing about this podcast is that... Um, we just get to talk about the Lord because we believe that in this life, you actually partner with him and live with him in a way that you really never run out of things to say about him because you just live with him. And, uh, you know, tomorrow uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday at the Iron Bell uh, Farms. And tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Thanksgiving is tomorrow. And so it seems appropriate to um, talk about uh, giving. I'm just kidding. <laughs> talk about the tithe. No, uh, it seems appropriate to talk, you know, just to read this real quick. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ concerning you. I just love that. And people always say, uh, you know, what, what is God's will? I wish I knew God's will. I wish I knew what he wanted. And it's so, the more we get to know who he is, it's easy to know that. It's just, there's many things where you go, oh, I just, I know what he's like. So I know what he wants. Uh, I know what he desires from me. And so stuff like this, it just says right out the gate, you know, his will is this, that you'd have a thankful heart in everything mm-hmm. that you're doing, that even in those circumstances where, um, you know, you're kind of getting pal drived by uh, the rough stuff of life uh, that you're able to stop and go, okay, what's God doing that I should be thankful for right now? Uh, how can I right now in this moment stop and go, what is God doing? And how can I say thank you for doing it? Because I think, um, you know, I think for many people, even right now with being Thanksgiving, there's, it's easy, I know, with people on holidays to get depressed, to have stuff just start hitting them where they go. Maybe there's some people that don't have big families to go spend Thanksgiving with. This kind of stuff right. where, where you're sitting going, this is a time of the year that reminds me of all the stuff I don't have or uh, things that I'm not thankful for. But in those seasons, I believe, and in those moments, it's one of the best and most powerful times for you to ask God, highlight and show me what you're doing so I can thank you. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't take much to uh, just sit, get still, and uh, take an assessment of your life. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, God doesn't want us to sit around and just compare our lives <laughs> to other people all the time because um, that's not what it's about. He wants us to focus on Him and be thankful for the things that He's given us. However, I do wish I was Joe, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> go ahead. But you know, uh, I'm thinking of. Uh, even in the past week and a half, two weeks, just just all the stuff that he's been doing and showing mm-hmm. me, and just how he loves me as a father, and I I sense his leading, and um, just kind of all the newness. Uh, it's still new, even though you know I've been a believer for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's still new, and it's still it's exciting, and it's it's he's always showing me a new um, side of um, his nature and his character, and. I don't know. I don't even think Joe's heard this story yet, but uh, it was a few last week. You know, we're uh, anxious because our son's getting ready to go in for a procedure that was gonna. It was a two-hour operation, and they were gonna have to intubate him and put an air tube down his throat. And we're very nervous. And my wife's calling me because we didn't know how involved this uh, surgery was gonna be. And it was to fix a hole in his eardrum 
So he was going to have to get a, a skin graft. And uh, we just been praying and praying and praying. Like, Lord, mm. you're the God that grafts skin, right? Mm-hmm. You're the God that... I, I remember praying with uh, Ethan's, his name. Ethan's our oldest. And I remember praying with him uh, last Thursday morning and saying, God, you are the patchwork God. You're the God that patches things. Mm-hmm. That's who you are. Now, I didn't have an experience of the patchwork God, you know, prior to that. It just, that's just kind of what came out. And so Toby, my wife, and I had been praying the week before and, and that morning and, and leading up to that, that moment. But she calls me Thursday morning. She's like, you know, I'm getting really anxious because mm. we didn't know how involved the surgery was going to be and that he was going to be intubated and have a air tube down his throat. Mm. And, he was going to have to be out of school for uh, like at least five or six days just to so, uh, recuperate. So um, 10 minutes, 15 minutes pass after that first phone call from her, and I get another phone call from her thinking, well, it's obviously going to be Toby when I pick up the phone, and it wasn't. It was Ethan. It was my son. Wow. And I'm like, what's going on, buddy? He goes, guess what? <laughs> In a real <laughs> excited uh, tone, he goes, I'm healed. It's awesome. There's no hole. It it is healed. The doctor looked Whoa. over and over and over. He looked at his chart and literally Toby re- recalls the story of uh, the doctor looking at his otoscope, you know, the device to look in the ear and uh, check out the eardrum. And so he checks the left ear where the hole was and doesn't see anything. So he checks the right thinking, the right ear thinking maybe he got a, had a mistake in the chart. Right. Then he looks at the left ear again. Then he looks and says, well, I did drop this otoscope earlier. Let me go to another otoscope. So he gets another otoscope, checks again, looks at his chart, and you know, just kind of scratching his head. He says, I've only seen this happen one time in my entire professional um, medical career. And I'm like, <laughs> I was just overjoyed to get that phone call from my son mm-hmm. because now he has an experience of the God that heals. You know, so, yes. you know, in this season of Thanksgiving, uh, I'm obviously super thankful that god healed my son (laughs) and you know it's like god's the god that um for lack of a better uh turn of phrase you know kill two birds with one stone one of the one of the uh desires of toby's in my heart is that ethan would start liking enjoying wanting to pray Mm -hmm. it was a struggle to get him to pray for uh meals yeah it would be thank you god for this food amen Mm -hmm. i mean and that was a struggle (laughs) So on the way home from the doctor's office, he's in the back seat, and this thought crosses his mind. Mom, what about all those kids in the hospital? We need to pray for them. And she's just like oh, full, full of joy at this moment, like, absolutely. Because Ethan now has a real experience, something tangible, a hope that he can cling to because he's the, God just showed up for him. But now he's also excited about praying for others for their healing Mm -hmm. and praying to God, the God that he now knows a little bit more because he just encountered him. Mm -hmm. So I'm super thankful for that. That's awesome. Joe, you got anything that good? Come on, man. (laughs) Got to top that, bro. Let me see if I can top that one. (laughs) No, but, um, you know, I think the thing would be to just kind of the highlight on that too. I was thinking about was going into that, like before, the, the miraculous thing happened going into that. Are we able to go, I don't know what's going on here. Right now, all we have is bad news. Well, seemingly bad news that right. we have to have something done that's, 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 that's scary when it's your child, you know. 
and you don't know yet what God's going to do. And in that moment, I think, are you able to go, God, thank you for what you're going to do without apologizing for him or without making excuses for him and let God be God at the end of the day. But that like, um, you know, there's a lot of people It's like, Hey, I'm dealing with this thing. I'm going in with a surgery. Will you pray for me? One of the things I always try to do, and I know we do a lot, is just to say, hey, God, you know, we want to have the faith right now to say thank you for what you're going to do, not to beg and plead for you to please, please, please do something, but to go thank you for being the God that heals. Thank you for being the God that cares and sees what's going on here, and thank you for a good report. You know, like right now we're going to say that. That, to me, is faith because it's risk in the way that it puts me out there to look foolish, Mm -hmm. right? I could look really dumb if it doesn't come through. But that's where I really go, hey, God, it's not about me. I'm going to let you be God. I'm going to let you speak for yourself. This doesn't fall on me. This isn't on my shoulders. I'm giving this to you, and I'm just doing the thing you told me to do, which is to thank you now for what you're going to do before I see it. Good idea. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to struggle with God. Mm-hmm. We don't have to beg mm-hmm. or plead. Um, I think a lot of times, um, you know, a lot of times even in your your sorrow, your depression, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, some some people have different gifts, Joel. Like like I see my son, for example. The Lord just brings like prophetic things to his heart and mind, and I see that in other people quite a lot. It happens to me on occasion, but I see other people operating in that. But the Lord sometimes, you know, sometimes he'll operate through different people in different ways, and. Um, one of the things I was thinking of, Stephen, when you were talking about that and giving thanks and, and all that is, uh, for some reason, um, people have depression and, uh, the Lord wants us to be glad. And one of the, one of the things that happened to me on my way to work one morning was I was like, I was just in this, I don't know, just not glad, not happy, mm-hmm. not happy to be going to work. Yeah. That's not typically how I am. But the Lord just dropped this scripture into my heart, and I was like, wow, uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. He just dropped that in there. It was like not like I was walking around or driving around trying to think something up. It just came, you mm-hmm. know, and it was like a gift, you mm-hmm. know. So I said, Lord, thank you that you want me to be glad. Thank you that you hmm. want me to be happy. Thank you for this day. Hmm. I thank you so much for this day. And um, I'm just going to rejoice in you. And I just began to worship. You know, I was on my way to work. And I got off the, the highway and I walked, rode by, uh, I think it was a Baptist church. And on the front of the Baptist church, it said, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hmm. And I was just... Gladder. <laughs> I was gladder. But, uh, There's no English teachers in this room. Nah. nah They're cringing out there right now. Gladified. But um, then I got to work, and I was uh, doing something out in front of the building, and a lady walked up and tapped me on the shoulder and said, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So let me, let me just add to that. Uh, we sat down to do this podcast and I of course flip open my Bible and I put my finger down and it's on Psalm forty six four. It says there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. There's a river. 
in that honestly that river is that the same river that is referenced in revelation that flows from the throne of god it's full of mm -hmm. life it gives uh healing to the nations and it is his presence and the city mm -hmm. of god really is his people like we're we are his city we are it's it's a people group and it's mm -hmm. his children and it's available mm -hmm. so um you know we we were talking earlier about healings and you know like the what ifs and like just go ahead and we can pray and we can let God be God. Uh, but a lot of times, the outcome isn't necessarily what we want it to be. So even mm -hmm. though if we're asking for gladness, we still may be in a state where we're like, okay, something hasn't shifted for me. I'm still low or blue mm -hmm. or yeah. whatever you want to call yeah. that thing. Or I'm or or the situation mm -hmm. like for healing maybe hasn't changed on the after aftermath of your prayer or circumstances or your circumstances haven't changed. But God is still who He says He is, and God said, "I'm I'm faithful to carry you through that valley." Mm -hmm. I mean, we look at Psalm 23, and we're like, "Man, we could as a church, we could camp out there uh, for years and just say, God, teach me the truth of what it means that your, you know, your rod and your staff they comfort me." Mm -hmm. What does that mean? With that, I'm that, you know, you will never depart from me. You will never forsake me. And being able to say, you know what, just because my outcome hasn't changed doesn't mean that I still can't be comforted. And we've yeah. talked a lot about comfort uh, in recent years, too, that it's a tangible experience, that I may be comforted, I may not have a, a taste of gladness right now, but there is a little bit of gladness there just knowing, man, you are near, you're with me, you are comforting me. And that our eternal perspective shifts when we start looking at, you know, God that is the Alpha and Omega, that he is the beginning and the end, and that as like Colossians uh, chapter three verse one and two, where it says, "Set your your mind on things above, and set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the mm -hmm. right hand of God." That when we understand that we have a heavenly reality, that we're we are moving towards this paradise with Him, and we have a a heavenly uh, destination, you know, where heaven and earth are gonna are gonna come together. There's gonna be a new heavens and a new earth someday. That we get new bodies, that we and you just start filling in the blank of all of these realities that are going to be true mm -hmm. someday. They're true now that we're heading towards that. It makes this life <laughs> a little more bearable. It's like that this that any misery that we experience, any suffering that we experience, experience is not uh, um, pointless. That it all has fruit. That he's working it towards our good. That he's calling us to persevere and. And press on. Yeah, again, it's that um, the question that we constantly have to be asking ourselves in this life, and it's something that we talk a lot about here. It's always the question is, what is God doing? Like, because in those moments, because the thankfulness, the whole concept, I think, behind thankfulness, the, the whole thing, like God's will is to be thankful, is because we're stopping and asking Him, what is He doing? in some sense. Like, we're going, thank you for this, thank you for that, because we're acknowledging what He's doing in the situation. We're acknowledging what He's doing in our life in that moment. And it really starts to, like, switch, flip the switch on how we see our lives around us. It's this really, I think it's like in the weightlifting world, which I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> Except the gallon of milk. Uh, like, disclaimer, not an expert. Uh, you know, in this world, it's like putting on, like, you know, 10 times the muscle 
in this one little thing by just saying, God, thank you for being the God that sees and cares about what's going on with me. Thank you for my children. Thank you for or whatever it is that's going on in your life right now. Because what you're doing is you're taking your eyes off what, what the enemy's doing, what the, the, the things that are going on in your life, the brush fires that are distracting you from the goodness of God. You're taking your eyes off of those things. I think that's the power of thankfulness for us. I'm not going to say I got this licked. My wife's really good at this, and she's constantly going, you need to give thanks to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks my, a lot. Let me sit over here. And... <laughs> so, yeah, it's good, though. I think um, I think for us, it's just going to be, there's power in that, too, because you're going, God, thank you. Again, it's, it can be faith, too, in the sense of thank you for what you're going to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. And thank you for what you're doing now. Give me eyes to see what you're building around me. Give me eyes to see the things you're moving in. The thanks people. in advance. Yeah, mm-hmm. and thanks in advance is faith. Um, so, mm. yeah, so David, you know, inquired of the Lord, the, what's, what's going to happen tomorrow with this battle, Lord? They, mm-hmm. they sought somebody that would inquire of the Lord, and the Lord told him, well, I'm going to fight your battle for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking of that one specific scripture in the Old Testament where David said, you know, what's the outcome going to be? And God said, I'm going to fight. I'm going to set ambushes. You just kind of go out and kind of collect the spoils from the battlefield and so the but the evidence of faith is they threw a party they actually celebrated and threw a party prior (laughs) to the the thing happening because god told them what was going to happen they're so confident because the lord told me what's going to happen that you can actually have a rejoice instead of being fearful fret and fret before some sort of battle or whatever the circumstances that you're coming into and start trusting wow, you told me this was going to happen, and it happened. And I trust you all the more because of it. You know, They were just abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Absolutely. Mm. You know, just resting in his shadow, you know. I want to go back to gladness because God's uh, clearly highlighting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even see at, it. <laughs> you don't see it at all. <laughs> well, I'll pray for you then. But He you seems know, glad. <laughs> when, when you were talking about, you know, the, we used to sing that song all the time, you know. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. <laughs> yeah. But then the, what I was uh, meditating mm. on a moment ago was that was the it's I don't know if it's the chorus, but He has made me glad. He That's has it. made me glad. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. That is the first glad. song I ever sing in a church at eight years old. That's at a so revival great. that my dad was preaching when <laughs> I was at a church camp, and they made me get up. The only song we did was that. I still remember it like word for word to this yeah. day. I it's think he. That's one of the first ones I sang. As mm-hmm. well. Well, it's, it's, it's nice that the words are simple, but <clears throat> so it's easy to remember, of course. And even today as adults, you're like, man, that song is so rich. The, but that chorus, he has made me glad. Mm-hmm. It's like so a lot of times we'll, we'll look at this and say, what am I doing wrong that I'm not experiencing the gladness? I think a lot of times it's, we, don't, we, don't, we have not because we've asked not. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as asking the Lord, uh, I need you. I need you. I need you to make me glad. I don't even know how to dig myself out of this pit of, mm-hmm. of darkness or depression. Or uh, I need you to shift my perspective from staring into this thing that's causing me to be um, distracted from you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I need you to help me turn my gaze upon you. Uh, and I need you, to, literally, to step in and bring me gladness. Yes. Hmm. We were talking about earlier just confessing to the Lord whatever your weakness is. And, you know, a lot of people don't gravitate towards being glad. Mm. I, I really don't. I don't, I, I'm kind of in a glad state, you know, most of the time. I'm not in a bad mood or anything like that. But there are times when, 
we just need to kind of hand that to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, where's the joy of my salvation? You know, Hmm. um, I need that joy, that oil of gladness to be poured over me. And sometimes I think it comes in just seeking him, you know, just confessing to him and just saying, Lord, you are my gladness, you know, and, um, he says in your weakness, I am strong, you Hmm. know? So whatever that weakness is, just give it to him. You're talking about how it's not our natural state. Uh, the passage in the New Testament where it says, you know, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's right. pure, whatever's lovely, think on these things. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the same is true. It's like, where's the joy of my salvation? Well, do we meditate on exactly. on the salvation? Do we do we sit in uh, contemplation and say, what what did you do for me? Who are you? What's the mm-hmm. value of what you did for me? How valuable are you? How holy are you? And like just meditating on his holiness. Then I, like when we, you know, uh, I think the church has done a good job of saying, you know, as you uh, see the Lord and your, your, your vision of him, your understanding of who he is mm-hmm. expands, so does your understanding of the cost of what was spent for you. Mm-hmm. But you can't really truly value what's been done for you unless you know the cost and i think that only comes from staring into him and saying oh my gosh heaven bankrupted itself of the most valuable possession it had jesus himself Hmm. the very presence of the son and god said that's my most valuable possession and that's what it's going to require to to buy you back to ransom you Hmm. and i start meditating on that and the the value that is imparted to me because I understand what was spent to 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 save me to ransom me out of my condition of sin. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. Now I have a new, deeper understanding of that value. I, it's like it does bring joy because a lot of us are. Just, some of our uh, depression might be rooted in I just don't feel valuable. Mm-hmm. I don't feel seen. I don't feel loved. I don't feel desired. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the basic elements that we want as human beings. We want to be wanted. We want to be liked. We want to be needed. We want to be valued. God says, I do it all through this purchase. Let me tell you who you are. Awesome. Hmm. Um, yeah, let's, let's just thank you for a bit. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll be done. Dunner. <laughs> Father, we just praise you. We thank you, God. Lord, hmm. you are God and you are holy. We just thank you that we are your friends. Hmm. Thank you that you just partner with us God Um, uh, Lord I also thank you that iron sharpens iron like men sharpen men and I just thank you for my brothers here Um, Lord thank you that we're all different God thank you that we all have different gifts Hmm. Lord thank you that um, our gifts bless each other Lord we thank you that your Holy Spirit guides us Thank you, Father, that you guide all of our steps, God. Mm. Lord, when we acknowledge you, you just guide everything we do. Mm. Lord, um, we delight ourselves in you, and then you give us the desires of our heart, God. Lord, we delight ourselves in you right now, God. You are a delight to us, God. We do delight in your precepts. We delight in your commands. Lord, we love your word. We love your even your law, even though we don't live under the law, we're under grace. We love your law, God. We love hmm. your commands. We love your word. 
God, your word is pure. Your word is holy. Mm -hmm. Jesus, you said my words are spirit and they are life. Mm -hmm. Yes, in Psalm 100, Lord, it says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Worship him with gladness. That's Mm -hmm. great. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So, Lord, we, we thank you that um, you shepherd us, that we are your sheep, that mm-hmm. there's not never a time that you're not leading us and not guiding us and not protecting us, that your rod and your staff, they comfort us. Verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Lord, we enter your courts with thanksgiving mm-hmm. yes. and your courts with praise. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We enter your gates and we enter your courts and then you say, come boldly before my throne. Come into the Holy of Holies. Verse 5, For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through through all generations. Why would you say you are the faithful God? Mm. We're thankful for your faithfulness. That even when we lose faith or we're not faithful to you, it does not change your faithfulness toward us. Mm. That you are good that you're merciful, you're so full of mercy, and your mercies are new every morning, mm. and we're grateful for you. Yes. We're so thankful for you. Mm. Not the things that you uh, give us or do for us, we're grateful and thankful for you. Yeah. Yeah, Lord, we love you. I love that, that it says, um, we worship you with gladness, and that's not just song, it's that by being thankful, <laughs> By rejoicing in who you are, God, we are worshiping you. We're showing you what's really important to us. We're showing you that you're on the throne of our heart because when other things rob us from that, God, we recognize, we recognize, God, that you that something's taking us taking your place, Lord. Uh, and when we rejoice in you in such a way where it's all we want and it's the thing that fulfills us in the deepest place, we show God that you are the thing we worship. You are the person that we worship. You're the very source and center of our lives, God. We love you. We're thankful for your life and your love that you pour out on us, God, that you drench mm. us with, God, yes. that you soak it into our bones, our very marrow, God. You you are a God that sees and cares, and we're thankful for your tenderness, God. We're thankful for your, your mercy and your gentleness, God, towards us. We're thankful, God, for your, um, for your just divine leading in our lives, God. Yes. I'm thankful for the scripture that says it's you in us that gives us the desire and the power to do what pleases you. So we can ask today, God, give us the desire and the power to be people who live out of gladness, that live out of thankfulness, that live out of the joy of the Lord, because we are in your presence, God, and your word says that in your presence is joy everlasting, God. We want to be a people that live out of that place in such a way that it pours out of us. We can't even, we're not even trying to manufacture it. It just, we just are. We just are the joy of the Lord. So God, we just say today, would you just pour that out on everybody that's listening right now? God, would you just pour your joy into your people like vessels, God, that you're filling up with your joy right now? Lord, we thank you for that, Jesus. We thank you that you're a God that wants to bring peace. And the end of um, John, every time you entered the room, you said, peace be with you. 
Uh, you want to pour out peace, God. And in Philippians 4, it says to come to you with prayer and petition and with thankfulness. Yes. And then the God of peace will transcend, that peace will transcend everything else that's coming against the truth of God. And so, Lord, we just thank you for your thankfulness that, that unlocks your peace upon our hearts and our lives. So, Father, we just say uh, right now that for everyone um, listening, that you would just hit us with an avalanche of gratefulness, mm. of gratitude, of thankfulness. Take our eyes off the brush fires, Lord of the enemy. Take our eyes off all the distractions, God. And may we stop and see all that you're doing and give you thanks. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. That's it for the Iron Bell Ministries podcast. Thanks, Joel Gertis and Jill Leffler. And God, so golly. You just call him Jill? Jill? Jill Leffler? Jill Leffler? <laughs> no, that's fine. Joe Leffler? And thank you, Stephen. No, no, thank you. Thank no. you, thank you, Stephen. No, thank you. No, no. Gosh. All right. <laughs> anyway, so thanks a lot. Everybody have an awesome Thanksgiving. <laughs>